the same, uh, the same act. Okay, I want to share with you uh, an Akedah in this week's Parsha. I was clearing back and forth whether I should share it with you guys, because it's a little bit... I was, wondering, I, was, I was worried maybe it's above... Uh, but I don't, then I thought, no, I think you guys could, could hack this. And if you don't understand it now, it's a type of thing that, as you think about it, some, 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 some things that you hear, you need to hear it a bunch of times in your life until you understand it. And it's, it's so deep that it, it's a type of thing I'm still... You never finished understanding this Yisoyed of the Akedah. The Akedah asks a very simple question. Yaakov Avinu wakes up. He goes to sleep, right? We all know the story. He goes to sleep, comes to this. This is the Makam HaMikdash, but he didn't know, and that's why he went to sleep. And when he wakes up, he says, This is the Beis HaLikim. This is the Makam HaMikdash. So the Akedah is a very simple question. We all know, I think it's an Uncle Moishi song. The book even goes, it could even predate Uncle Moishi. We all know Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly up, up, down, down, right, left, and all around. That's where he can be. So the Akedah asks, what does this mean? There's a house for Hashem? Hashem has a house? And Hashem is everywhere. This world can't contain HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Not only that, the Rabbanu Shalom, since the Rabbanu Shalom is everywhere, now this is a super deep concept, which is impossible to, for us to comprehend, but the question really is, how is there room for us here? Where are we? If Hashem is everywhere, how, we even, how do we even exist? Now this is a, this is a deep question. So that means in essence, Hashem is in us. Hashem is everywhere. Hashem is all over the place. I'm not going to get into that specific point, but that's how far this question goes. That how do you, how in the world do you put Hashem in a house? Doesn't make any sense. Put Hashem in a house? Stakeda says a aside. He says like this, and this he really is explaining what is the word kedusha? Something is kadosh. Something is holy. Something is holy. What does that mean? It's holy. It means it's a holy thing. What, what does that even mean? So he explains, the marshal, this is actually the marshal brought down, the Balatanya brings it down from the Zoyer, that the Rabbeinu Shalalim is Lahavdil, the marshal is like the sun. The sun shines everywhere. The sun is shining everywhere all the time. If you happen to be in a house, so you don't, and, the, and all the shades are pulled, you don't see the sun. Doesn't mean the sun isn't shining. If you go to the window and you open up the shades and the sun comes blasting in, you didn't change anything. Did the sun, did you change anything in the sun? Is the sun different? The sun isn't different. The sun is exactly the same as it always was. It happens to be now that you open the shades, you can see the sun. The sun doesn't change. Your view of the sun, sometimes you can see the sun, sometimes you can't. That's what the Akedah says. That's what, that's what Kedusha is, and that's what the Beis HaLekim is. Kedusha is a way that we human beings can see Hashem. We get a glimpse. Obviously, we can't see Hashem. 
But we get a glimpse of who Hashem is. There are certain times in your life, there are places, and there are countless stories of people that do kirav by the Kaisalam Arabi. Countless stories where people who never knew anything about the Yiddish guy, they, they knew they were Jewish. They didn't even know about the Kaisalam Arabi. They heard about oh, they, When they went to Israel, they heard, oh, this is the, the ancient temple. And they had been to Greece where they saw walls which were just as old, old buildings that were just as old. But they're Jewish, and all of a sudden they come to the Kaisal Maravi, they start to shake. I'm telling you, you could speak to people who, are, who do Kirov by the Kaisal, you could speak to them, they'll tell you this, these stories happen all the time. These people who don't know anything, they feel something. They can't describe it. But all of a sudden they start feeling something. Because there's Kedushas Hamokoyim. That's what they... The Rabbeinu Shalom made a window. There are windows in this physical world where we can see Him. That's in place. There's also in time. I think all of us, when we go to Shul on Yom Kippur, and the day is, the day is, about, is waning and the, and, the, and the sun is going down, and we're in, we're in the Shul... And the chazan is screaming, Hashem Ulaikim, Hashem Ulaikim. I never in my life, I never heard a guy go in between Hashem Ulaikim number four and Hashem Ulaikim number five go, hey, what, what the Mets do? I never heard, it never happened. I don't believe it ever happened. Or the Yankees. I don't believe it ever happened. Why not? The guy would do it on a random Tuesday in the middle of davening, maybe. But he's not going to do it on Yom Kippur between Hashem Olikim number three and number because he feels something. He feel like he feel like a total idiot. What I'm now? I'm, he feels the kedusha. He's not going to say now. He's not asking about the Yankees. There's kedusha in our begadim. I think every single one of you guys, the first time you put on your tefillin, you felt something. I did. I felt something. That's another way we connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Nebuch, nebuch we, we start putting it on every day. We get used to it. We lose the sensitivity. I can tell you, Chazal, I spent two years in a hospital room. Chazal say that the Shechin is that the Shechin is on the top of the head of a Chayl. I'm telling you, and not only me, doctors, even not Jewish doctors, will come into our room. They would say, we feel something in this room. There's more of a connection to HaKadosh Baruch HaKadosh Baruch doesn't change. There are people in your life, and I can tell you when I go to the Rashiva Shir, and I, and I watch him giving Shir, I can feel something. Rabbi Lef comes from Moshev Matasiyo Avira to Yeshiva. Where's the Enikol? He's around. You can feel something. When Yazidi comes here, you can feel something, no? I, I, I know I do. He comes into your room, no? When he comes into your room, you don't feel something? You don't feel something? There's no, you can't. I remember Rav Nassim Tzvi Finkel's Atzal, the Yeshiva the Mir, when he came to Yeshiva, there was something in the air. were you there that, that minch? Rav Nassim Tzvi was here. I mean, you felt it in his apartment. You could, anyone who had this chus to be in his apartment, you, it was literally, you couldn't deny it. It was impossible. The biggest fool in the world, the biggest, I don't know what, you went into his apartment. The Rebbe had this chutz to go into his apartment. 
You, you literally could, you, you didn't feel the Shekhinah there? It, it's impossible. I can't even describe it to you. You felt the Shekhinah there. There's a man so connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you, you literally felt it. And anyone who went in there could feel it. There was no denying it. Impossible. So these are unbelievably great people. I'm just going to say one short story because he was nifted this week, a man who was very close to my heart. A Pashta guy in Muncie. Simple guy. His name was Mendy Parnas. He was Nifter last Shabbos. And I was very close to him. I lived around the corner from him. He's a Pashta guy. You know, people, you know, very unassuming person. I know the story because my father, the Colonel of Racha, told it to me. It happened with my father. And this is what a simple Jew could do. This is a guy, until the story, I didn't even know he had money. I didn't even know he was a wealthy guy. Because he did not live wealthy. And when I'm telling you he did not live wealthy, when I was a kid, I used to hang out in their house. He had a, they had to do a, a repair on their driveway. I think they had a, there was a pipe running through their driveway. For years and years, they put ro- rocks over it. And they never, and, and Mendy, he wouldn't let his wife repair the driveway. For years. I was like, what do you got to repair the driveway for? It's fine. There's rocks on it. So there's a little ditch. Who cares? What's, a, what's, a, what's your problem? Why are you paying the driveway for it was a nice house, but wasn't a, nothing super fancy. Re- nice house, regular nice house. But he wouldn't fix the driveway. And so I, I didn't think, I thought maybe they, they didn't have the money to fix the driveway. Until my father told me this story. I said, Dad, I wonder why Mendy doesn't fix the driveway. Maybe they don't have, maybe, I was like telling my father, maybe Dad, maybe you should give him a loan. Maybe he needs a loan to fix his driveway. So he laughed at me. He, says, he, needs, he needs a loan for me. I'll tell you a story. He said, I was changing my business. My father used to manufacture clothing. And he manufactured them here in the United States. He had a factory here, right next to Giant Stadium, at a very huge factory. And then he changed it from manufacturing here to manufacturing in China. And during that, during that kufa, when he was training, from, when he was changing his business over from manufacturing here to manufacturing in China, so there was a cash flow problem. They weren't making money. So he needed, at that point, what I would say would be equivalent today to at least a million dollars. At least a million dollars. And my father knew, knew Mendy, Zechrein Levracha. My father knew him. And, but he wasn't so, so close. Later they became much closer as the years went. But at that point they weren't so close. Just the guy is so in shul. All of a sudden, one day, <coughs> he's knocking on the door. father opens the door, thought maybe it was a mashulach. No, oh, it's Mendy Parnas. Opens the door. Mandel, how you doing? What do you need? No, I, I just heard, Tuvi, I heard you, you're switching over your business, manufacturing here, there. You, you may need some, I heard you may need some money. So my father said, yeah. My father's figure he's going to go to 10 different people to, to borrow, and he'll, he'll pay it back. He was hoping to pay it back within a year or whatever it was. Once, so he was hoping to pay it back quickly. And he was even going to He was willing to give the guy, pay, make a heteriska to pay the guy interest. So my father said, yeah. So he said, how much do you need? He said, the whole thing? Because my father was like, going to go to a bunch of people and borrow. So he said, yeah, the whole thing. So he said, like, oh, I don't know. My father said, the whole thing is like a million dollars. Then it was a hundred thousand, like a million, let's say a million dollars. Okay. The person who just met, Shul, not a close, close friend at that point. Took out his pen, took out his checkbook. My father said he was ready to faint. Wrote out the check, ripped it off. My father said, "You don't want to, you know, you don't want to arrive, you don't want a co-signer." 
No, I trust you. You're from Yid. Others, you want to make a heterisk, I'll pay you interest. I'm, I'm going to make money on the money. Well, I'll pay, I'm happy to pay you. I'll make a heterisk. No. It's my mitzvah. Colt, my father said, but well, he's walking out. My father said, when do you want it back? Do you like, when's it? So he goes, whenever you have it, you'll give it back to me. And he walks out the door. That's it. The Gan Samaisa. That's a posh to person. His son-in-law said, oh, by the by Leviah, he was on vacation with him in Eretz Yisrael. And I saw this with my own eyes because he took me to give out. He had a, I remember when he took, he had a, a finger cash like this. And he took me and he went around Meisharim giving out money. To, to, there was a guy, a guy by Tztaka. He would give out thousands of dollars. He would give out. I was there. And, and he didn't live that way. That was what was incredible. He didn't live that way. His son-in-law said one time he was in Eretz Yisrael, he had a, went on a vacation, he had a whole thing of cash that was stolen from him. He said this by the Leviah. And it was stolen from him. And he told his son-in-law, he goes, it's a simmon and a shamayim, I'm not giving enough tzedakah. It's a simmon and a shamayim, I'm not giving enough tzedakah. Rabbi said you could be a pashat guy. You think, you know the guy sitting next to you, you think he's pashat? Sometimes it doesn't have to be Rav Nassim Tzvi Finkel, it doesn't have to be Rav Chaim Knievsky, where everybody could feel the Shechina. Maybe it's the guy sitting next to you in shul. You never know. The Haley kite of another year. Have a great Shabbos.